What's up, everybody? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif, and this podcast covers lifestyle, travel, entrepreneurship, and mindset and manifestation. Now, 2021 has just kicked off, and I am making a declaration that the podcast is something that I am putting a ton of focus into. It may seem like I have already done that with how many episodes I have, but the podcast has always been kind of second nature to me, like it's almost a habit to do it, and I don't feel like I've put enough energy behind it to really expand it into what it can be. So, I mean, I am going to be splicing up more quotes for social media. I'm going to be highlighting my guests more, making more fun segments, including you all in the interviews, whether that means going live with my guests in my Facebook group or on my Instagram or putting up the questions before the podcast is actually recorded so that you guys can have your answers, your questions answered every single time. It's really something I want to refocus on. So with that being said, let me know what you want to hear from the podcast. Is it a mix of solo episodes and guest episodes? Do you like the solos and the short ones? Does it just depend? And what topics are you really interested in? Because if you guys have seen, I've had people from all over on, I mean, from health to wellness and love to manifestation. So let me know what you're really curious about. I know money and love and dating is always like the top rated ones. They're, they're always the top rated ones. So let me know if those resonate with you. And something that I've been getting into a lot is my cycle as a woman. I feel like this is something I should have learned back in literally middle school. But for some reason, I'm almost 30 and I'm just figuring out figuring out that my cycle is like a superpower and how my energy is aligned with my day-to-day is so dependent on my cycle. So I'm going to have more people on that can talk about our menstrual cycles, the moon cycles, how we can optimize our energy, especially as women. And even if you're not menstruating, there is so much to say about cycles. So yeah, I'm just like fascinated with this subject right now. And like I said, I'm going to be bringing more experts on, but I would love to hear from you. So as always, please let me know what you want to hear more of. And you can find me at Chelsea Reif, R-I-F-F-E, or at Non-Expert Opinion Pod, or visit MINonExpertOpinion.com. Now, if you're a first-time listener, I always give updates about my life in the beginning. It's usually about 10-15 minutes, depending on how much I want to ramble. But that's because for the last year, I lived in Australia, and then I made a crazy decision and moved in with my boyfriend to Germany. And now I'm home in Florida trying to figure out my German visa situation. So today, literally, I just called a lawyer and uh, someone else that can help me with figuring out what the visa is. So I'm looking into a freelancer visa. So if anybody's listening and anybody has successfully acquired a German visa in the freelance sector, please let me know. It is something I'm actively looking for. And I know there's other options, but with what I do, it just makes sense to go the freelancer route. So I am definitely doing that right now. It's going to be not an easy process, but I know I can do anything if I just put my mind to it and I don't make it a big deal and I don't obsess about it. But I wanted to share a little bit behind the scenes because I think people think because I'm a mindset coach, like I don't have any problems or issues and everything gets figured out all the time. That's not true. This morning after I had the call with the freelance visa agency, I was so overwhelmed with all the information they told me, with the prices, with the timelines, with all the paperwork that I just started crying. And I was like, I am so stressed out, not only because of that, but because it's going to probably be two to three more months of not seeing my boyfriend. And it's already been almost a month. 
I'm back home and there's almost reverse culture shock where it feels like nothing happened. On top of that, the fucking domestic terrorism attack just happened yesterday, which is exactly what it was. So if you're someone that's listening that supported that attack yesterday and calls it a protest or they were just being patriotic or it wasn't a big deal, then this is not the space for you. This is not the space for you. I can tell you that right now. So if you want to go ahead and stop and unsubscribe, I highly recommend you do that. If you want to stick around and keep listening, please do so. But if I hadn't, if I haven't made it explicitly clear, I do not in any way, shape or form support what happened yesterday. I voted for Biden. I do not believe in any of Trump's policies. I don't believe in anything he says. I think he's an egotistical maniac. But anyways, I digress. I just wanted to make that crystal clear because that's actually something I'm working on in 2021 too is not hiding behind the bush and pretending that politics isn't personal or that it's not part of my business or that I don't know what's going on and you know acting like I don't want to rock the boat. It's just time to use my voice. You know, I have this platform. I've been having I've been doing this podcast for 3 years and I think I've made it pretty clear where I stand. I mean, I've done full episodes on this, but it's just really important to me for new listeners to know explicitly where I stand and what my values are. And it's okay if you want to leave. I don't hold anything against you. And if you want to stay, welcome. And I'm so happy to have you here. So yeah, with that happening yesterday, the visa not missing, or not missing, (laughs) definitely missing my boyfriend and being back home where it just feels like my time abroad didn't even happen is just a lot to handle. And along with the new year, right? There's just a lot going on. So I did cry. I talked to my mom and I was like, God, I just feel so stressed. And then she just told me to do exactly what I tell my clients to do. Like take a deep breath, one step at a time. I don't need to obtain a visa and launch a course and do 45 other things today. I just need to figure out the very first step. So that is what I'm doing right now. I am trying to acquire this visa, figuring out the very first step. And my boyfriend and I are just staying in touch through FaceTime and WhatsApp and Instagram and anything we can. And I really hope at some point he can come visit me in America. But with COVID and everything going on here, I'm not sure that he really wants to visit. So we'll see how that happens and how that goes. But I will say it's really nice being back in the sunshine. I'm originally from Florida, born and raised here. And Germany was very dark and cold and freezing. And so I now am like spending my days by the pool, walking outside on the bridge, going to a park. And I'm like, wow, it is night and day. No joke, night and day, my mood when I'm in the sun versus like stuck inside and it's cold. And I experienced this in Chicago too. I used to live in Chicago for almost six years. And I remember there were periods where I just felt almost depressed and I just figured like, oh, it was work, it was this, it was a boy, it was something else. And I'm like, no, it was the weather. It was the weather. Chicago was like a tundra for half the year. So I'm starting to realize how much the weather does truly affect me. And so now that I'm home, I really am trying to make it a priority to to spend time in nature, get outside, eat healthier, hit the beach. And my mood has totally changed. And that's actually where my newest program was really inspired by and and from was taking care of myself. There's actually a few people that have messaged me saying, wow, you look so different since you've been back in Florida. I feel like you've totally shifted your energy. You've had a glow up. And I'm like, I don't really feel like I've changed much. And then I look back, I'm like, yes, I have. I'm waking up earlier. I'm making my bed. I'm nourishing my body with fruit. I'm going outside in nature. I'm soaking up the sun. I'm listening to amazing podcasts that inspire me. I'm like being responsible with my money. It's just a totally different energy. And I 
I was like, holy shit, this is night and day from where I was just a few months ago, where I'm not kidding. I was like waking up, putting on a hoodie, rolling up to client calls with $6 glasses on and, you know, hair in a bun, not even making anything healthy. And I started to feel that I didn't launch anything. I actually counted how much I posted in November. I think I posted like six or seven times. And then all of a sudden in December, when I started shifting my energy and taking care of myself, I think I posted like 20 times. I'm like, that's not an accident. That's because I felt better. And when I feel better, I show up to my clients differently. I show up in my relationship differently. I show up to the world differently. And I truly do feel the shift inside. So self-care queen is exactly these tips and tricks that I have implemented in my own life to completely shift in the last few months. And it's not just external self-care. It's really for the mind, body, and soul. So we're going to go through journaling and different types, visualization and vision boards and guided meditation, boundaries. That's a big one that's come up this year. Hyping yourself up even if no one's around you. Self-acknowledgement. I'm Like I'm telling you, this is not just like skincare and bubble baths. This is full on holistic self-care, mind, body, and soul. So self-care queen is five days long. It kicks off January 25th, goes through January 29th. It will be in the evening and Eastern time. So five to 6.30 and it will all be on Zoom and recorded. So if you can't make any of the calls, you can always join us for the replays and there will be a members only hub. So you can always connect with other members in the group, ask questions, celebrate. It's always so fun to see everybody come together and make friends throughout the week. So I'm really excited about it. It's going to be very immersive and there's even going to be a day where I bring in a guest expert who's going to be on the pod next week, Jenna Miller. She is my personal feminine embodiment coach. I swear she is why I'm in a healthy relationship right now. She has taught me so much about feminine energy, softening, receiving, cutting energetic cords. I mean, she is the real deal and she is going to be hosting one whole day of this whole entire experience. So I am so excited for that. And it's going to be very interactive. Like I said, this is not going to be like 60 minute PowerPoints with 20, 30 minutes of questions or sitting there with your camera off and multitasking. Like we are really going for it. Super interactive and immersive. And like I said, it's five days and there's different payment options. The lowest plan you could do is 148 a month. And then the VIP option is 555 where you get a one-on-one call with me at the end. And there's multiple ways to pay for that too. So if you're interested, you can head to the link in the show notes. I've linked it down here. And then I also have it on my website, chelsearife.com. If you have any questions, as always, reach out to me at Chelsea Rife or at Non-Expert Opinion Pod. And to kick off the whole launch of Self-Care Queen, I am turning all my IGTVs that I did for the self-love challenge for the last week into a podcast, into multiple podcasts. So I realized all the messages on here are things that I would be sharing on this podcast anyway. So these are all IGTVs that if you want to go see the accompanying video, just go ahead to my Chelsea Rife page. But for the next seven days... I am going to post all these IGTVs. I guess there's not seven of them. I think there's five. So you're going to have five IGTVs that are turned into podcasts around a self-love challenge that I did on my Instagram. So this is all about hyping yourself up, building confidence, really acknowledging your own accomplishments. There's so much in it. I know so many girls that participated that even did one exercise and they were like, holy shit, I feel so different. And these are exercises I do myself. So I like to always tell people now, like if I'm not embodied in something, I don't teach it. That's why you guys don't see me teaching a a class around like 
I don't know, cooking, because that's something I haven't mastered, right? I'm not a health coach, so you don't teach me, you don't see me teaching about health. But I do embody these practices. This is exactly how I've changed my own energy in the last two months. And it's what I've even taught my clients that are seeing huge shifts as well. So again, self-care queen kicks off January 25th. Find the link in the bio, my show notes, or my website. And with that, let's get into the self-love challenge day one. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I wanted to go live and talk a little bit about the self-love challenge that I posted in my feed and in my stories, add more context about where it's coming from, why I'm doing it, and what to expect each day. So I don't know about you guys, but in lockdown in Germany, I was getting really unmotivated to do anything, like even getting out of bed and going to take a walk outside was like a chore getting up out of bed and even washing my hair was a chore. I was rolling up to client calls with like hoodies on and just kind of like letting things go, like my nutrition for my mind, my nutrition for my body, nutrition for my soul. I was starting to slack on a lot of things that I actually teach my clients. And I teach my clients to be mindful and, you know, take care of themselves and nourish themselves. And here I am in Germany not doing that. And no wonder I I felt so out of integrity because it's like I'm teaching my clients this, but I'm not doing it. So I got back to Florida. I'm in Florida right now. And I realized I need to get back in integrity and do exactly what I tell my clients to do and get back in my bad bitch energy, which has been activated by Fallon Satterfield and Tori Washington. Shout out to them. But they really have taught me to like show up for yourself and embody the real you, like the person that is all of you, all sides of you, and like really love yourself. And I was already thinking of doing this self-love challenge, so it was perfect timing that I signed up for their program as well. But the self-love challenge came from really the whole energy of 2020 has obviously been a fucking wild ride, but we're all like running to throw it in the trash. But then Thursday is three days away for 2021, and we're just expecting it to be like, oh, relief, and then we'll have all this new energy. Now, I do believe that there is something to be said about a new year or like a new week or month where you have this new energy because it's a marker. Like humans, we love markers of time, right? That's why we do everything in like a week or a month or an hour. So it makes sense that we're excited for 2021. But what doesn't really make sense to me is that we're so excited for 2021 and then we're still here in 2020, three days left, talking mad shit about it. So to me, it reminds me of being in a relationship where you're like nagging with your partner or nagging your partner and annoying them and not communicating and bitching. And then Valentine's Day comes around and you want them to like roll out the red carpet and buy you flowers and take you on the most beautiful day ever. And it's like, whoa, what do you like? We haven't been getting along. Why would I do that for you? That's why I'm thinking of this last week of 2020 going into 2021. We need to start priming our energy now so that when we go into 2021, we're not bringing this negative energy that that has been collectively labeled throughout the whole year, like the worst year ever. So yes, it maybe was the worst year ever, ever for you, but how can you shift your energy these last few days to try and at least get ready for 2021's new energy or just have a different outlook so you don't have to like go through the whole end of the year being unmotivated like I was feeling. Like I said, I was just barely getting out of bed, eating like shit, like washing my hair every seven days. And now I'm like, that is so, like that's the opposite of self-love. So the self-love challenge came because I wanted people to realize it's not as hard as we think. You obviously deserve self-love and there are so many easy, easy, simple ways to do it. So the first day is day one is shift your language. 
This is something that I had to be cognizant of way back in 2016. If you read my recent post in my feed, that was a really, really bad year for me, rock bottom. And I noticed a lot of my language was really negative. Like, I'm broke. I'm bad at managing money. I attract fuckboys. I date losers, right? Like, all this is all language I was using. So no wonder, even though I was making six figures, I was broke and overdrafting. No wonder I was dating people that were telling me to go fuck myself on the second date. No wonder I was was dating assholes because that's all I was speaking into existence so these are things that I had to realize well no wonder it's happening to me I'm attracting it with my language so I started shifting my language slowly but surely okay not extreme because I know our brains need to work with believability right so I I didn't go from like oh I attract fuckboys to I'm gonna marry Brad Pitt but I did start saying like I am improving my relationship with myself to attract the right guy or I'm committed to self-love and I know the right guy will come along. So there's just small little shift that I, shifts that I started making, not only internally in my mind, but speaking it out loud. Now, here's the thing that we're going to talk about mindset really quick is your subconscious is 95% of your brain activity and it controls so much of what you believe about yourself, pretty much everything, right? So if you're sitting there talking shit about yourself all day, your sponge, your, which is your subconscious, is taking that language in and then it's looking for a way to confirm that that's true. So if you've ever taken a psychology class or looked any of this up, it's called confirmation bias. So an example is like if you go car shopping and you're like, I really want a white Jeep. And then all of a sudden you walk outside and there's white Jeeps everywhere. And you're like, whoa, did the white Jeeps just have a surge of sales? No, that that probably didn't happen. It's probably because your brain is looking to confirm that this white Jeep is somewhere in your reality. And then you latch on and you're like, ooh, a white Jeep. That's what I want. So now if you think about that example, imagine with your language. If you're sitting there saying, I attract fuckboys or I'm broke or, you know, I just nothing good happens for me. Your brain and your subconscious, and remember, it's subconscious, so you don't know that it's conscious, is going to go out and look for reasons to prove you right. So it is literally going to say, yep, you attract fuckboys, here's three more on Tinder, or, you know, I'm broke, oh, here we go, I'm going to charge you a bill that you forgot about, so you overdraft. So these are things that you really have to start being cognizant of, because your subconscious also doesn't have a sense of humor. So a lot of people will say, well, it's just a joke, I'm just kidding, right? Like, I'm broke is it's just a joke. I'm not serious. Well, your subconscious doesn't know that your subconscious is this funny thing. It's like this gullible, vulnerable thing that's going on in your mind. So when you repeat all day, I'm broke, I'm cursed, I nothing good happens to me. Sorry, I have like hair in my mouth. <laughs> nothing good happens to me, then that's what's going to keep happening. Your confirmation bias is going to look for reasons to make it not happen. So shifting your language is starting small. Instead of focusing on what you don't want, start focusing on what you desire. So instead of saying, I don't want to date a loser, then start saying what you do desire. I I desire a relationship that's really healthy with a good guy that has these qualities, right? That's already different. Now try to become self-aware of what your complaints are and how you can shift those around. So if you're sitting there all day complaining about your life, are those things that need to be spoken out into existence? Because when they leave your mouth, you're kind of making a declaration to the universe. And again, your brain wants to prove it right. Our brain loves being right. So if you're complaining all day, then it's bound to be hap- it's bound to be possible that more shitty things are going to happen. So try to think of complaints and be like, do I really need to say this out loud? And is this something that I can just solve within myself? Or again, just not speak it into existence. 
Another way to shift your language is actually acknowledging all that you've done. So whether that is progress, whether that is acknowledging what you accomplish in a day, what you're good at. I love doing this like a self-acknowledgement exercise where you literally just even write, today I did the dishes. Today I made my bed. Today I put lipstick on. Today I brushed my hair. Okay, I already have four things and those are things that aren't, you know, massive accomplishments, but our brain loves to see accomplishments happen, right? We are a very reward and pleasure driven species. So when we can see these things being stacked up, we start thinking, "Ooh, I'm doing a lot. I'm seeing progress. So self-acknowledgement is so, so helpful with shifting your language because you're also training your brain to start looking at the positive and the good in your day versus just bitching all day about what's going wrong because again, more bad things are going to happen. And one of the last ways I really love to shift my language is trying to remove any extreme language from my speech. So anything that has hard and fast rules or is really, really extreme ends of a spectrum, for example, saying like absolutely obsessed, that's really extreme or saying absolutely not or I absolutely should or should not do this or I, um, I would die without this, right? How many of us say that? I say that sometimes still like I would die if I don't get that wallet. I'll die if I, this client doesn't sign with me. That's very desperate energy. Like you're not going to die. So to use that language, again, you are just speaking into existence that you're desperate and needy. And that is exactly what's going to be attracted to your energy field. Now, if you're thinking, well, you know, this all sounds good, but I'm not so sure about it. I want you to actually go back and reflect on a time where you were bitching and complaining and negative and being a sour patch kid all day long. And what happened? Okay, did that work out for you? Did someone save the day? Were you helped? And how many times has that happened? So if it has worked for you, how many times? So find the evidence of that working. Now try to go back into your memory bank and see when you've spoken about something good or something exciting or something really positive, and then what happened? Maybe someone random offered you help. Maybe you bumped into a guy at the grocery store and he became your boyfriend. Maybe all of a sudden you got a random bill in, or a random check in the mail and now you own overdraft. So start to make evidence of this. We'll get into this later in the self-love challenge. But once you start to build evidence, it's obviously easier for your brain to um, not only believe that information, but then start using it in your everyday language. So again, to recap, try to focus on the things you desire instead of what you don't want. That's number one. Number two is trying to become self-aware about the complaints that you use and seeing if you really need to say them out loud. Number three is acknowledging yourself and what you're good at. And number four is trying to remove any extreme language from your vocabulary. And I just wanna give you a few examples really quick so you can leave with some tangibles. So for example, instead of saying, I'm so bad at X, Y, Z, let's say it's math. Oh, I'm so bad at math. I can't do numbers. I'm bad with money. Why don't you shift that to, I'm working on improving my financial responsibility, or I'm working on improving my finances. I'm committed to working on my money mindset. That's a whole different energy and vibe that I'm, that I'm so bad or, at, or so stupid at managing finances, right? So that's a small shift. Instead of saying, I'm so bad at it, what are you working to improve on it and committed to? Shift it that way. If you say something like, I can't afford it, why don't you shift it to, that's not a priority for me. That's a different energy, right? I can't afford it immediately puts you into this lack, scarce mindset that you can't have something, right? I just said we're reward 
driven species and hello to everybody joining. Um, we're a very reward driven species. So when you say I can't afford it, you are literally telling your brain no scarce survival. And then it's going to hold on to that feeling. So you're just going to continue to convince yourself you can't afford anything. So instead bring the power back to you and saying something like that's not a priority for me. That feels so much more empowering, right? Like I'm in control of my financial decisions and that's not a priority for me is so much different than saying I can't afford it. A third one that's really helpful is if you say something like I need this or I'm going to die without this. That's also really desperate energy. Try to shift that to I desire this, right? I desire is so, so different than I need or I'm going to die without it. Because again, your subconscious doesn't know what's real or fake or, or sarcastic or not. So when you say I'm going to die without it, that's too extreme. You're convincing yourself that you really are going to die without it. Again, it sounds like a joke, but it's not. So you need to get your brain out of this like survival and scarce mode and show it that it's safe and okay to shift your language. And the last one is I'm cursed and bad things always happen to me. I hear so many people say this. I'm cursed. I'm cursed. There's a spell on my family. My, my name is cursed, whatever it is. We know that's not true, right? Like we love to tell ourselves that because it's validating because then when bad things happen, we can say, oh, see, I'm cursed. Of course, we want to be right, right? Our egos love to be right. But if you can shift that to I'm going to seek out and, and acknowledge the good in my days, that is very different than saying I'm cursed and bad things always happen to me. Now you're going to train your brain to look for the good that happened in your day and to actually acknowledge it and really let it sink in that, yeah, good things do happen to me and I'm not cursed. So let me know if this was helpful. Again, I put a uh, post in my feed with all these different pieces of advice and ways to shift your language. But if you feel called to post in your stories, please do. And I will retag you and let you know um, at the end of the week, there's a little surprise that I'm going to do for everybody. So tag me if you want in your stories. And then let me know what was most helpful about this live and this specific day. So again, day one, shift your language and get ready for tomorrow. Day two is buying your own hype. So tomorrow's going to be really fun. So, so glad you guys jumped on. And again, let me know your favorite takeaway. Thank you for watching.